0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back, hopefully you guys are doing excellent, and taking care of yourselves. So today we're going to talk about Coyote Canyon, which is a uh, interesting event that happened back around 1980, and it involved aliens stealing nuclear uh, equipment as well as substances to create nuclear weapons. Now, you might say, what the hell are you talking about, Lockdown Universe? I've never heard of this in my life. Well, I hadn't either until Richard Doty came out with it. So I want to talk about it. And you guys all know I talk about Richard Doty all the time. He's an Air Force officer, special investigations officer. And what he does is he investigates alien uh, encounters. And he talks to the people that were engaged with him. And he's pretty damn good at what he does. And He's pretty damn good at explaining these stories. So what happened? Who's involved? Let's get into it. So he starts off the story uh, by Discussing what Coyote Canyon is and it's basically 3.5 miles off of uh, Kirtland Air Force Base and It's an area of the base that has nuclear weapons. It has nuclear substances used to make the warheads explosive And sometimes they keep them in separate bunkers. So that's exactly what this event is about. So, of course, around this area, they're going to have security guards. They're going to have all ex-military and military guards all over this place. Now, what's really interesting about Kirtland Air Force Base is it shares area with Los Alamos as well as Sandia Labs down in New Mexico. So it's a very big base so there's a lot of interplay when it comes to these agencies down there and it's a it's a vast area so this this area has areas for bunkers areas for bunkers that have atomic warheads in them areas uh, and bunkers for um the outside of the shell of the nuclear uh, device so they test they test out in these fields and then they have bunkers And then they're all concealed from satellites. So they all have this desert cover over the top of these bunkers. So you can walk into them from level area, but from the top area, from a satellite view, it just looks like desert floor. So this is what's really interesting. So this event that took place uh, involved a uh, a security guard, ex-military. They're all ex-military just because they're security guards. They're all ex-military. Um, and there, it was right after um, Vietnam, so a lot of these people were Vietnam veterans, and this one Vietnam veteran was just doing his security job, just watching the bunker and watching what's going on. And inside the bunker, there was substances that were able to create a nuclear warhead. Uh, he didn't give the specifics, but you can imagine it's going to be like you know plutonium and some other stuff uh, in, in um cobalt he said and some other items but um what happened was he was on patrol one night and he was watching this light come in coming real close to the bunker now this gentleman was in vietnam he knew what helicopters look like because he was actually a helicopter gunner okay so he sees this light coming in he continues to watch it continues to watch it it comes down it gets closer gets closer and guess what it's a flying saucer, his words, 1980, so he says, okay, well, great, fine, whatever, you know, let me keep watching this, and he's in, he's in a, um, a vehicle, um, kind of like an SUV, Jeep type style, and he's watching it, watching it, watching it, and all of a sudden, his electricity shuts off in his Jeep, so, like, okay, that sucks, and as this thing starts coming closer and closer, he's thinking to himself, I need to get away from my vehicle because the first thing they're going to do is blast my vehicle if they want to stop me so he gets away from the vehicle and then he watches as this thing lands it lands they have it on camera too Doty states um not the entire event but you can see it come in and it's a fixed angle camera and you can see it come in you can't see it land and you can't see what happens afterwards unfortunately um but for security forces guy got the brunt end of it. So he sees this thing land, and he sees these two creatures float out of the bottom as this thing just opens like an egg at the bottom, right? And he sees these little two characters just floating down. Well, they're not your typical greys that you can see from the outside. These guys have helmets on, and they have a, kind of like a spacesuit on. And there's an apparatus that has a hose on it that goes to the back. So, at first, the security forces officer was like, well, is this like a, is this is a robot? You know, the way these things were moving was kind of robotic. But then Doty states, after he interviewed him, he said, well, you know, if it was a robot, why would it need a breathing apparatus attached to the helmet? Why would it need a helmet at all, right? So, the theory is that these things were biological and did need breathing apparatus. So... Not knowing what these things were, you know, he was going to get his, his gun and get ready. Uh, he had a shotgun and he had a sidearm. He went to get his shotgun. He went to chamber a round. He went to aim it at these creatures and they froze him. They didn't even have to use anything. They didn't aim an, aim a weapon at him. They didn't shoot a laser at him or do anything. He stated he felt like a thousand pounds had been put on him. He couldn't move a muscle. He knew he was in trouble. And he knew that he was supposed to safeguard this nuclear technology. <laughs> And what happened? These things, one of them hovered right over to the opening, or, well, the doors of the bunker. They opened them with a flash. Now, this is one of the really interesting things about this particular story is they opened it with a flash. The security forces guy said it takes 7 to 10 minutes for these doors to open because they're so damn heavy, and it, it that's how long it takes. He's like... How the hell did it open as a flash? It almost seems impossible. To me, I've never heard of that technology before where they've come in and they've opened something and it was a flash. It was an instant. And then you wonder well, did they like put him under? Did they, you know, do something to his mind? Was he unconscious? No, he was conscious the entire time. They opened this thing with a flash, the doors with a flash. They both went in and they were only in there for 15 seconds. Meanwhile, this guy's panicking. He's thinking, how the hell can I stop these guys? It's my job to stop these guys. And they're just doing whatever the hell they want. They're in there for about 15 seconds. They get out. They they flash the door shut again. And they get up into their aircraft and they leave. And after they get in the aircraft and they hover above the base for for a while. They're hovering now at this point. The electricity starts to come on in his car. He can move again. And immediately his superiors are trying to radio him and see what's going on. He hasn't, you know, done his checks in a while, you know, what's going on. And he sa- he gets on the radio and he's like, I need help out here. I got a big problem. And so they send out units, they send out their SWAT, their version of SWAT team, which is a six man team that they send out, um, as an emergent, uh, rescue, you know, operational unit. And then they send out security for that particular base. And then they send out um, Los Alamos uh, security guards as well. So there's all these security coming out. All these security forces. But by the time they get out there, the UFO's gone. And this guy's freaking out because he's like, how the hell do I explain this? Uh, these guys penetrated what I was supposed to keep protected. He's like, holy shit, I'm going to get fired. So so they come out and they're examining him. They take him back to base to let him relax, chill out. And they, they talk to him. And they... His his supervisor, after hearing his story, he did tell the story. He calls the office of special investigations. Well, Richard Doty was on call that night for OSI. Gets called about four o'clock in the morning. Goes down there. Talks to talks to this guy, and this guy tells him the exact same story I just said. And you know he's like, "What the hell do I tell anybody else?" He's like, "I don't think anybody's going to believe me. I don't even know if my superior officer believes me." Doty says, "I believe you." He's like, you know, this is what I do. <laughs> so he's like, I totally believe you. Um, and then while while Doty's interviewing him, the supervisor comes in and he pulls Doty aside. And he says, hey, guess what? And the superior officer says, hey, guess what? They stole some of our equipment. They stole some of the chemicals that we use to create the nuclear warheads. And we got a big problem on our hands. So Doty goes in. Tells the security forces guy, hey guess what? You know, they did take some of this stuff. We are uh you know that don't worry about that. Security forces guy, poor guy, he's like, Oh my god, I'm getting fired, I'm gonna get you know, whatever. Dodie's like, Don't worry about that. He's like, right now, we just kinda want to figure out who these guys are, and you know, it get as much detail as possible. So he recants the story not recants the story, he retells the story, and you know, Dodie writes it up and later on finds out through some briefings that even though these guys were wearing helmets, these were actually the grays. They weren't some random other species that might have come around or come about they were actually the grays and they actually did take this uh, this equipment and these chemicals and, and this you know these supplies needed to create the nuclear warhead. What's interesting is two weeks before this, an actual nuclear warhead, a completed nuclear warhead was stolen as well from who they believe is, or by who they believe was the Greys as well, two weeks beforehand. So here we have two consecutive events where they're stealing nuclear weaponry from us. The question is, and this was brought up by Doty and by Emery, who's interviewing him, you know, were they taking this to prevent us from causing damage? Maybe they knew what the future was. Well, isn't it the grays and some of the other species that have the um, the tablets that can see into the future? They have the, um, the cube, right? The Orion cube, they call it. Um, there's different names for it. There's the yellow cube, whatever you want to call it. But it can see into the future. And if they know that they were going to use those particular weapons for a specific purpose. Then if they took those, guess what? You know, they can't cause any damage. And it seems that though, these aliens are really worried about these nuclear weapons. Because they cause all these rips in the time-space continuum. Maybe they cause problems for their ships. Maybe cause problems for the mothership. Maybe they kill the planet. You know, who knows? We really don't know the long-term effects of nukes other than they emit radiation for years right a three mile island you know you got all these places that had nuclear breakdowns chernobyl um so they seem very interested they did take this technology what they did with it we don't know we don't have all that information don't have all that info but it's interesting because i've seen those videos where they were shooting off a warhead right and this disc comes in to the picture And it shoots this warhead with four beams that were described multiple times by multiple witnesses. And it basically rendered this nuclear warhead a non-nuclear warhead anymore, just a big hunk of metal. If that's the case, why did they have to come in and steal it? Maybe they didn't want to get involved with trying to shoot it down later. They just wanted to preemptively strike. But it is fascinating that these guys are coming in and taking our weapons. You could look at it two ways. Either A, they were trying to save us from doing something stupid. Or that it's a big dangerous threat to the United States and to our security. So what do you think? Interesting story. You can you can talk about it, You can think about it. Chew on it tonight. And uh, tell me what you think. I'm fascinated by this story. Uh, I'd, I'd have to think about it a little bit more. The story just came out today. Um, so wanted to bring it to you. But I hope you guys are having a fantastic night taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um taking in some of that UFO conference. I didn't want to cover it cuz I know everybody else and their mamas covering it, so no need for me to cover it. Um and maybe maybe there'll be more stuff to come. So hopefully that'll be interesting. Um and you know, take care of yourselves. You know, go get some hobbies, you know, go Go do some fun things that you enjoy. You know, we need more positivity on this planet, and we need people training other people in in positive uh, engagements, whatever it is, creativity. So get out there and do it. Share your knowledge with the younger generations, and uh, share this knowledge and share the share the you know near death ex- experience story knowledge, and share whatever paranormal experience story knowledge you have. Because they need to know it. You know, and the earlier they know it, the better. You know, I gotta get on it too. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic night. Take care of yourselves. Continue to question universe and lockdown universe is out.